Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Fish tales are often about the one that got away, but our first reading today is about the one that didn't. More than a big fish tale, it's part of the story about the prophet Jonah being gobbled up by a big whale or a big fish. We know that Jonah was a prophet in the northern kingdom of Israel under King Jeroboam II. And he lived between 786 and 746 BCE. But we aren't sure about when this book was written or even who wrote it. Nor are we really expected to believe that a human survived three days living inside a marine mammal's stomach or being regurgitated out onto the shore. Jonah's story is one of the places in scripture where we can say it may not have happened quite this way, but it is true. Our text today begins, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. The first time is the part of the story you may remember from children's Bible stories and songs. Basically, God sent Jonah to speak to the people in a place called Nineveh. The ruins of that city are in modern northern Iraq. And what we know now as we read this story is that Nineveh later became the capital of the Assyrian Empire who were enemies of Israel and known for their violence. God asked Jonah to go to them and to tell them to repent, to turn back toward God and leave behind the evil and wickedness they were doing. But instead of following God's direction, Jonah flees in the opposite direction, fleeing from Nineveh and more importantly, fleeing from God's presence. He doesn't get very far, though. And when the boat he is on is swamped by heavy seas, he tells the crew to throw him overboard so that they will be saved. And that's when Jonah winds up in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. Our reading picks up after the whale had spat him out on Upon the shore. And this time, when God speaks, Jonah listens and follows God's direction. He undertakes the journey to Nineveh, a city the author tells us is three days' walk across. The three days are a common biblical unit and mirror the three days Jonah spent in the belly of the whale. Hebrew scholar Robert Alter suggests. The city's dimensions also exaggerate the enormity of the task before Jonah, explaining that clocking roughly three miles an hour, a walker could cover as much as 30 miles a day. A city 90 miles across would be considerably larger than even contemporary Los Angeles. And no actual city in the ancient Near East could have been anywhere near that.
that big. But Jonah only spends one day in the city before the people of Nineveh and the king himself believed what he was saying and repented, fasting and putting on sackcloth. In the verses that follow our reading, the author's flair for exaggeration is on display again. As we hear how the king extends the fasting and sackcloth to not only the citizens of Nineveh, large and small, but also to their cattle and to their sheep. The bizarre but humorous image of livestock clothed in coarse fabric and bellowing to God helps us appreciate the urgency and the totality of the people's desire to repent and return to God. Then the text says, when God saw what they had done, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. The, the people turned back from their evil way, and God changed God's mind, or relented from the evil that he said to do to them. Well done, Jonah, good and faithful servant. Right? Except Jonah isn't content or relieved. He is angry. He is angry that God has shown God's characteristic mercy and love to God's people. And when he sees it happen, he yells at God. And then Jonah leaves the city and sulks. But God talks to Jonah about his disappointment and his anger and his desire for vengeance. And then overlooking the city and its inhabitants, God reminds Jonah that God is God of all the people in the world. Not only the Israelites, but also the Ninevites. Not only the pious and the obedient, but also the recalcitrant. Jonah is angry because he knew, he knew the people in Nineveh were violent and wicked. And just as he suspected God would, God extended mercy and loving kindness to those people, those people who defied God, those people who fill in the blank, the people you don't agree with, the people you find difficult, the people whose behaviors or appearances unsettle you. The same God who gave Jonah a second chance, the same God who gave the Ninevites a second chance, loves those people. And that same God also loves you with the same abounding and steadfast love and compassion 
we hear in this story. It's true. And isn't that good news to share with the world? Amen.